What's up, everyone? Rory Hockstein here with the One Wild Business Ride podcast. Super excited to talk with you guys today about one thing that has shifted the way that I see business. It's totally improved my perspective about making money and making sure that I'm not getting selfish, self-centered about getting the results, but really doing the right thing. And it just shifts everything. And people love to give me money because I know how to do it. And it's been great because I love making money. I know all of you do too. So I'll be right back and we'll dive in. So all entrepreneurs know that business is a game. and every game, there are rules. The problem is if you break the rules or don't know what they are, the consequences will crush your wallet, your relationships, and your dreams. It's kind of like going on a roller coaster that runs out of track. It's just not gonna be pretty. So the question is then, how do we figure out what are the critical rules about business so that we can win and make money? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is Rory Hochstein, and welcome to One Wild Business Ride. Hey guys, excited to chat with you today about today's episode, which is, I titled it, The Paradox of Money. Now, this was first introduced to me by one of my mentors along my entrepreneurial journey. His name was Brandon Broadwater. I attended uh, one of his seminars called Master Your Power Within. And uh, when I first uh, saw this, mine just, just totally blown. And um, if you're unfamiliar with what a paradox is, um, it's, it's something that can be contradictory to our logic, like it doesn't really make sense, but it's true. So I'll illustrate that with a story that he shared um, at that event and just absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, so Brandon, when he was like a, like a youth, kind of teenager age, um, he, he, was, uh, he, was, he was struggling in life and he had a, um, he was fortunate enough to come across a, a, a gentleman, he's like a, a man that he, he eventually called grandpa, somebody who came very dear to him and uh, this, this grandpa figure um, kind of saw Brandon and, and noticed him and, and took an interest in him and, and uh, just had a way of, you know, kind of wrapping his arm around him and saying, like, you know, you look like you need a good father figure in your life. And, and, and that really was um, what Brandon needed at that time because um, he, he lost his dad um, prior to that. And, you know, there's that void in his life. And uh, this, this man that he calls grandpa was extremely successful um, construction business owner uh, that went on to make millions from what I understand. And, um, and so Brandon would hang out with grandpa and, uh, he, as the story goes, he, Brandon was sitting in the truck with grandpa and just one day while they were traveling, you know, something was on Brandon's mind and, and he asked, Hey grandpa, how does, how does money work? Like, how do you, how do you make money? Like, like he, I, I'm assuming he noticed that his grandpa, you know, he was doing really well in life. And uh, he was just wondering, you know, how could he create that, that same thing for himself? And, um, and, and grandpa, you know, pulled over the truck, you know, pulled out a napkin and, uh, and a pencil and started. And uh, before he started drawing, he, he said, you know, Brandon, most people, when they think about money, they think about trying to get more, right? And Brandon's like, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm asking right now. And he's like, problem is with most people, they think that seeking after the money is the thing that creates the money, but it's not. Brandon's like, okay, like, just help me explain a little bit more. And then he, he went to draw on this, this napkin, um, what looked like a pendulum, you know, like just like a, a rope with a little weight at the bottom and when you push it it swings from side to side 
And uh, he wrote on the left side, money. And then on the right side, he, he wrote, and before he wrote this, he said, you know, this is the thing that you have to do that will push the pendulum to create money. And the people that are successful at making more money are the ones that know how to, to push the pendulum. And, and, and then he, he wrote the word value on, on the napkin. He said, people that know how to create value and create value for a lot of people are the ones who receive the most money. And, you know, you, and when I saw that, saw that that value or money is a byproduct of value, or, you know, in the last podcast we talked about values is a byproduct of having a successful value proposition or success proposition that you fulfill on, then people gladly exchange you money for that. And that was huge for me. You know, sometimes we get caught up in thinking like, how do I make more money? How do I get, make more money? And we think less about who has a problem or what, what audience or what market has a problem that I might be able to help out with, that I might be able to help them successfully solve that problem and, and that they would be happy to trade me money for it. You know, I, and you think about different examples, like uh, people that have successfully pushed that pendulum. You know, there's people that have the problem of they're on the go and they need food fast. And you think about McDonald's, just, I mean, classic example, but billions and billions of burgers you know, they, they fill a, a need for people that have a problem. They want food on the go. Maybe they want a place to just hang out with with their kids. They can just chill and relax. You know, they meet some problems in the marketplace that they successfully execute and fulfill on. Or like, I, I'm using an Apple computer right now. I love that it helps me do a lot of different jobs, helps me be a freelancer. Um, just, you know, work for my car, for my house, anywhere that there's Wi-Fi, essentially. And uh, just allows me to do some meaningful jobs and get it done, and so that was uh, that was huge for me to just and it, it helps me today just to think about like how can I create even more value for my clients? What can I do that would just help them feel like you know Rory's an A player. He always gets things done. He reports back to me. He always lets me know where things are. He'll he'll let me know when when stuff comes up. You know I've had to learn to be comfortable and say you know guys there's a fire over here <laughs> and we need to take care of it and they're. You know, developing that trust that I care about the business winning more than I care about my own ego or how I look. And I'm not perfect. You know, I make mistakes and, and um, it's just, just part of life, right? But I do try and care more about us winning um, than about, you know, just trying to cover up mistakes. And, you know, that'll snowball into bigger things later on. And so I just want to share like a, like a, a story um, of how this perspective of the paradox of money focusing on the value on helping my my clients or my customers be successful and caring about that more than anything else really um, it not only saved me financially from a massive tax bill that I had to pay um, but it also it, it helped me grow and fight through some of the biggest self-doubts I experienced um, and so probably roughly about three years ago I was uh I was tasked with uh, a couple of my clients to help them sell their business. And I was still pretty green in the business world, 
But I had one superpower, which is I'm super organized and I, I love using spreadsheets. That's, uh, I just love having information that's organized and accessible really fast. So they wanted to sell their business. I didn't really know what I was getting into, but uh, just understanding the valuation of businesses and how much they're making, um, it was going to be you know in the millions of dollars for the sale. And so um, because I wanted to you know be an awesome team player, make some money, stay employed as a contractor, I, I, we, we started having meetings and part of the struggle was, um, you know, one of the clients said, Rory, I want you to be the quarterback on this. I want you to, to lead us and, you know, we'll all pitch in, you know, and share our strengths and talents, but I want you to lead out want us to get us to the end zone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, just like choking, like, that's a lot of responsibility. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And it's just like, just my mind is like, oh, you know, you've just been, you've just been called up to the plate and it's time to swing. And, uh, you know, I really had a lot of doubts going through my mind. No, can I do this? Like, uh, like how am I qualified? You know, but <laughs> I, they saw something in me. They saw that I was maybe the most organized person on the team. I don't know. Um, but uh, I really was just like, wow. I, but I had a certain degree of certainty and confidence because we had an awesome team and I knew I wouldn't be alone. Um, but it was still super scary. It was still super scary. And so we, we started, you know, working with a business broker, which, you know, blew my mind. You know, those guys, you know, when they have a successful transaction, their commissions are like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So <laughs> it was just like, wow, I didn't know people could make hundreds of thousands of dollars in one transaction. It was pretty cool. Uh, I digress, but, uh, you know, we, we first had to start, you know, creating a massive prospecting list. And so I had to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we find prospects? And, you know, between the broker's database, um, I put together, you know, like some 300 emails and, and contacts that I found, which was tricky. I had to build some uh, marketing videos so that when people saw the business, you know, they got a, you know, a good taste and be like, hey, you know, let's check this out. Let's, let's learn some more. And, and um, you know, I love checklists by nature. You know, they help me stay focused and organized. And I know I'm going to get a consistent result when I follow it. But man, I was not prepared for the checklist of checklists. <laughs> when uh, we, when uh, we finally found a uh, prospective buyer, and you know, you do like a letter of intent saying like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a relationship here and check things out," um, and uh, and that relationship starts where someone's getting ready to buy, um, and they're like, "You know what? Let's do this and move into due diligence." The checklist that follows so massive and so intense like it's like it's one thing to have you know like hundreds of items but hundreds of items that are hard like genuinely hard and to go through every single one successfully and you know I saw this thing and I was like ah! like just totally overwhelmed like this is I don't even know how we're gonna do this like it was like the the great wall of china on steroids like we're just just, just looking at the scope and scale of this thing uh, nothing i've ever encountered before so it this is a first time experience for me and i was just like oh my gosh like this is wow and um you know there's a timeline you know we've got a goal i think maybe we started in the spring and we're hoping you know get this thing figured out by late summer early fall and so you know it's like crunch time is on and um but you know, it's we're 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 fighting for the reward. There's you know some incentives. If we can get this thing off the ground, there'd be some bonuses. You know, we're we're motivated. <laughs> you know, we're we're open for the extra cash, um, and uh, and so you know the journey just the journey just began, and 
and uh, you know we had some meetings and there was like there's like some some fire that would go on in them. I don't know if you've had those meetings where it's like you know people are like arguing, debating, it gets a bit heated. Some people are like ah, you know they step back, and other people are like let's get in there, you know, and they're they're like a MMA fighter and they're you know just punching punching people's ideas out and you know it, it just gets a bit messy and uh, and. Uh, what it was around was like how do we successfully track things just to make sure that they get done and they get done well and when impediments or, or problems show up how do we handle them as fast as possible and make sure the right team members on it and make sure you know who's accountable to that and so we created this awesome you know spreadsheet monster and I say it's a monster it became eventually a great machine and we could effectively track every single day where everything was at we could follow up so when we had our meetings daily um, we do our scrum that uh, you know we we could see everything like we had our we had our dashboard of this is what we got to do and this is what we got to get done and and uh, you know I was, I was part of my role was being accountability I I, I figure I was kind of like the junior quarterback and one of my other clients was like the senior quarterback but anyways <laughs> we we were able to track everything and um, we just worked through it one by one boom 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 and uh and it was like a ton of work and there was so much stuff to get ready in place and and i remember just like having to do like sometimes things were like cool to do and other times i had to do like bookkeeping that was like like the gross thing ever like just like wading through this swamp like is this ever gonna end and and it was just this wild ride like really my own lord of the rings kind of experience of you know helping a business get sold just the hardest thing i'd ever done and we hit so many walls along the way where, you know, some, sometimes we're just like, you know what, we just got to, we just got to pray because <laughs> we got nothing else to, that we can think of right now. And, uh, you know, through all of this, um, we were able to successfully navigate through the financial due diligence and, and they're like, yeah, like everything checks out right. Everything looks great. We, we want to, we want to move into after the due diligence was done, then it was the, ne the negotiations for um, the contract, you know, what would the sales price be and the conditions and the covenants, all, all the all that kind of jargon that I <laughs> picked up on. And, you know, one of the coolest things about this experience was, you know, hitting that point of success, you know, and just, I'd just be like, oh, we made it through this phase. You know, <laughs> there's still a lot more to come. Uh, we're, we're still far from done. It, and, uh, and then at, at this point in time, you know, my clients were like, hey, would you like to, you know, just kind of as a reward for the hours that went into it, would you like to come with us to Japan, which is where the buyers were from, and, um, and be part of the, uh, you know, be part of the meetings, like the negotiation meetings. And again, I was just like, ah! like, just so excited, like, I can't believe I'm going to go to Japan, you know, and it's just like, it was so much sacrifice and hard work, but like just to be on the plane, which I mean, if you ever fly to Japan, they honestly have the best in air flight service, just, just saying. <laughs> and, uh, that's, uh, and just going over there and just, I mean, aside from the culture experience and just the beauty of Japan, the people, the culture, absolutely loved it. I love sushi. So I was just a natural, natural fit. Um, but just getting to that place where I'm in the boardroom and there's all these executives again, like I'm, I'm still like, you know, fairly green in the business world. I'm just like kid at a candy shop. I can't believe I'm like with all these executives and they're like, you know, negotiating, you know, and, and 
and uh, you know there's a translator and whatnot, and it's like, um, it's like I, I'm just so happy, like oh, this is amazing, like I just I can't believe, it. and they're using so many words. I, I mean, I'm using the dictionary like every five seconds for stuff that they're saying because I have no clue, like like eighty percent of the stuff they're saying. But I managed to pick it up. I managed to pick it up, and and um, you know through through it all. Um, we, we managed to get to the goal and, uh, it was just the coolest feeling to, you know, watch the cash come in, you know, people give handshakes and photos and, and just like excited to have this asset, help them, you know, build their, build their, their profits and their revenue and help their shareholders and everything like that. And it was honestly the, <laughs> the hardest, most awesome growing experience of my life. And it really was a lot like, like for me, I kind of, it's kind of like when I was in swim club, you know, swimming. And then we would have those endurance days where we'd have to swim 2000 meters. And you're just, I mean, you only get little spots of like a breath, you know, you're like, you're taking, you know, three or four strokes and then your head goes up and you breathe. And then, you know, you go back down and, and you keep going and going. And there's this mental game that's happening inside as you're under the water. It's like, man, I just, am I going to live? Am I going to die? Um, am I going to make it? Like, can I keep going? And, and, you know, that, that's really what a lot of it was like. And, um, and it was just, it was just such an incredible both achievement and just how I, I transformed and changed and saw, saw business and kind of just knew what to kind of basically understanding the language. And, and, and so it was, it was so awesome to, you know, make it to the end goal, get there and just like, wow, just wow. So you know, all along this way, we're talking about the paradox of money is that, uh, you know, really focusing on, you know, that value piece, that success piece. How can I help them be successful? You know, what do I got to do? What skills can I improve? What competencies can I acquire that are going to help the business go even farther and, and really use my superpower and leverage that um, so that we can win? And honestly, guys, I mean, there's spreadsheets, spreadsheets rule all the way. I'm just going to say <laughs> there's so much information that goes into that. And we just had to get it organized, accessible, and get it fast when we needed it, when we wanted it. Um, but I've just kind of tuned my own horn maybe a little bit about how much I love spreadsheets. Um, anyways, aside from that, just hope this is helpful for you. Just like just some, some brief stories to think about, you know, really the customers, the clients, they're paying us to do a job. And we want them to vote yes and vote raving fan. You know, when we're doing that job, we may not be at that place right now, but as we keep improving, you know, and learning and studying and, and you know, learning the language of business, um, we're, we're going to make it. And just over time, there's a literacy that comes with business. And just when you become literate, you'll just, you know what questions to ask, you know what things to think about and and for all the great entrepreneurs, they just keep learning. They stay hungry because things are changing, things are evolving, and, and we need to be too um, if we're going to keep playing the game. So that's it, guys. Love you guys tons. Go out there. Rock it. Keep smiling. Keep pressing forward. If you enjoyed this, I'd invite you to subscribe. If you're listening on Anchor, please send me a voice message. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if there's any other content you're interested in. You can reach out to me on social media, and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.